welcome to Panda Strong Podcast. We interview Canada's and the world's top amateur to professional um, strong women, strong everything. No, strong women, strength athletes, okay, to empower other women across the world to train and compete for strength sports. Yes. I'm Stephanie, aka Sick Stephanie, fantastic, the dancer. <clears throat> my goodies, my goodies. Y'all yeah, know me. Um, I will twerk on the platform after I get a PR. And if you can't handle it, then you ain't a man because I got a great ass. Um, and I'm also a dance and fitness <laughs> educator, a strongman athlete. And uh, you can find me and my dance and fitness challenges on and tutorials as well on YT and IG and TikTok. Just look up Fantastic the Dancer as well. Glitter everywhere. If you find glitter, I was probably there. Um, squirrels and rabbits leave poop. I leave glitter. Uh, if you have if you have glitter in your gym and you still can't get it out, I was probably there once. Just saying. Um, so today's episode is balancing training and summer fun. And today we have the amazing strongest uh, woman in the world, or at least in my heart, um, <laughs> Glory Butler. And uh, yeah, so she's a pro strong woman. And you can follow her on IG at pro strong woman underscore Corey, C-O-R-I underscore Butler. That's it. <laughs> okay, honestly, when I think of Butler, I think of a Butler though. Like, honestly, you're the first Butler I know. That's not, not a Butler. the first time I've heard that. <laughs> That's why I said it. Uh, <laughs> I am that asshole. Okay, so. Why she's fabulous. Uh, in 2018, she's the fourth strongest woman in the world. Okay, if you guys don't know what that means, if you don't know how many bad bitches exist to get to that level of eliteness is amazeballs. Uh, so yeah, so Strongman Corporation, she has a record for the heaviest axle queen in press at, is it 250 or 275? I can't remember, girl, Timmy. 250. Yeah. I have, I have since gotten the overall American record for heavyweights category at 271. Yes, I was going to mention that. That's amazing. That's like lifting me. That's crazy to me. You That's know, you know, that sounds like a whole, there. yep, that sounds like a whole yes. other podcast. And then you can teach me to twerk. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to have an entire like fitness episode where all the strong women get together and all we do is lift each other, like deadlift each other, overhead press each other, run and carry each other on each other's backs and see who's the best time. That'd be like the greatest I mean, fucking competition ever. Yeah, I am I mean. too. Like, you, you bitches want to do this? I'm down. I'd make a virtual all night. I don't care what we got to do. Okay, let's do it. Let's um, sounds like a private Facebook group to me. It, we should do that. Uh, humans who like uh, listening to other humans, I, I feel like an OnlyFans account is coming out here. So anyways, <laughs> on that note, she's a marketing consultant. She's also a hockey mom, so she yells at people in the stadium. Just kidding. Uh, she's a hockey no, coach. You, you yell at people, that's good though. That's oh, why yeah. they're successful. You're not like, um, good job, Bobby. Like, Bobby, go and get another one. You know, and he's like, okay. You know, <laughs> it's true though. You don't accomplish anything if a coach is always giving you a pat on the back. Sometimes you need a swift kick in the earth to set you straight. You ever had drama come in your life and you had to face who you is and if you're really strong on the inside and then you overcome that challenge? You know, it's true. Someone's got to kick you in the nuts sometimes. <laughs> oh, true story. My hockey girls got the on-ice coaches. Was it two years ago? Two seasons ago. Got the on-ice coaches whistles engraved with their names on them. I didn't get a whistle. I was told that's because I don't need a whistle. I am loud enough without the whistle, and they were terrified to give me one. That's good. And I remember I was like, you're yelling. I'm like, well, then you probably made me rage out. So then don't let it get to that level of, it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's a pot on a stove, okay? If you hear it bubbling, you know that your noodles are almost ready, okay? So if that shit keeps bubbling, and then it starts to explode out of the pan and start burning the smelling and shit, you didn't turn off the oven, okay? Right? 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 That's like a, a boiling pot. And you're like, I just had to touch the water to it. No! Anyways, that's, that's my coaching motto right there. 
Just do it, get it done, and you won't boil over into injuries and fatigue, and the list goes on. Everyone just thinks I'm all savage now. I'm not. Sometimes I hug you as well. I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Are we allowed to hug anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, she holds the uh, uh, All-American. I feel like there needs to be that song. Boom, 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 boom. And wave at the same time. Wave by. Um, American, and, and you need like a man. He's going like, an American Axel record. Um, what is that? 271 pounds, right? Is that right? It is. Yes, I am. Crazy. Huh. Anyways, so she's going to teach us her amazing ways and how she still has fun and is, a, you know, with her kids and herself and enjoys her life. So she's a mom of two. And obviously you're working your full-time jobs and then you're, you know, training and competing as a pro strong woman, which isn't easy. So tell us kind of where that all started and what was the motivation behind adding, you know, strongman training, right. To get to this point, to be one of the world's strongest women, um, you know, adding that to your schedule with all the other things you have going on, right. In the midst of challenge university and stuff like that. Talk to me about how you got into that, you know, in the very beginning. Uh, so it actually started, you know, very basically as I was a mom of a one year old and wasn't loving what the body was looking like anymore. And, yeah. um, had kind of been just taken over by that, like, sweatpants and baby puke and washing my hair every three days and uh, yeah. decided that I was going to get back in the gym. I was an athlete in high school, uh, played basketball, volleyball, ran some track early on in my younger years. Um, and a friend of mine at the time who I played like rec league volleyball with had joined a gym to do like some boot camp type classes. Uh, those were not my favorite, but they transitioned into me doing some warrior classes, which were incorporated more barbell, dumbbell kind of stuff, um, quickly realized that I liked lifting more than I liked cardio and started doing some powerlifting type stuff in that same gym. And then one of the trainers uh, was going to train for a local contest we had coming up and asked if I wanted to train with him. He wanted a training partner and mm -hmm. the stereotypical, like did the first event in training, fell in love with it, got bit by the bug. That was what I wanted to do. And uh, I trained with him, competed in that first local show and won. Um, and I have literally done that pretty much solely ever since. I did a couple of powerlifting meets. Um, I have uh, dabbled in the CrossFit areas as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, I always, I mean, strongman's my love. That's, that's where I, that's where I like to live. Makes me happy. Yeah. 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 And they are different. I mean, like before, when I was a triathlete and a dancer and cardio, um, and then doing the barbells, it, 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 it's a different, it's a different thing. And just like you, for me, it's like, I get it. I understand it. Like I've taught gymnastics. So a lot of stuff you learn in, um, CrossFit is something I've taught, but I love strongman. Strongman is unique to itself. And, you know, it's a different implement and different shapes and stuff that you're lifting the constant changes and challenges to your body all the time. You know, there's something that like you can never fully master, right? It's like how many times you see a, the strongest man or woman in the world win consecutive nonstop because you just can't. It's just that that's how hard it is. And I love that challenge. So um, yeah, so back to like you starting into and stuff like that um, as a mom, like obviously when you entered into it, I feel like the community has grown a lot since then, like especially CrossFit, they're talking about how there's more women, especially moms, yeah. young kids and men. And my personal opinion on it is this, is like I said, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I run a business and I work from home, but generally it's been pretty split. It's been stay-at-home mom you know, um, or it's like moms who work and put their kids in daycare. So there's more moms who are like stay-at-home moms or moms who work who just find that it's very difficult to meet other women. Um, and, you know, the gym group fitness classes or training on your own or personal training can be really lonely. And women, you know, we need that connection. We need that. Uh, we need 
like other women around us. That's how we're designed, right? Like we're genetically designed. We need that connection, right? It's scientific fact that women need more hugs than men a day. Like that's just, we need, no, but we need that kinetic touch, right? And I think that's women, that's why women are excelling so much at this board is, is it, it fills that place, but it also is just something that they're naturally going to be good at, right? Even though they don't have the, you know, testosterone advantage of a man, right? So I just wanted right. to hear your perspective on it because um, like for me, I find that not only, it, it, yeah, obviously, like we talked about the baby bod, that's something like for me, I want to look and feel sexy because I've always been a dancer. I want to like, I want to feel attractive, um, have a reason to wear makeup, do my nails or, you know, put on cute outfits. But um, like overall, it just, it gives me like a structure to my day, right? It gives me structure for the week, for the months. And then it doesn't just feel so mundane because being a mom can be just really repetitive, right? Like you're driving them to their hockey practice or Absolutely. whatever, right? And it can just, no matter how much you try to find joy out of it, you can start to feel kind of like a slave, right? Like this is all I am. And so having those healthy, you know, you times, um, it also boils down to everything that transfers on to kids, right? Because then you're eating healthy. So they're eating healthy and they're seeing yeah. the exercise. They want exercise. So all these different things. So I was just curious for you, like, um, like when you, you started out, like work, how did you work that into your schedule? Cause like I said, you have a full-time job, you're a coach. How did you kind of transition into that? Because, you know, the farther you go in the sport, just like as a coach, kind of the more commitment that comes with it, right. In terms absolutely. of training and so forth. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's changed drastically from, you know, 2014 when I started, uh, training to now. So, um, beforehand it was, it was literally, you know, when I just started an hour a day, maybe on, on what, I would say training days. And then the weekends, of course, you get a little bit more, but um, even then kids would go with me. Uh, they had a kid's area at the gym. Oh, um, wow. That's awesome. More gym oh, yeah. to do that. Whenever I go to I gym, I think a play structure would work really good right there. And that's what made the YMCA popular for a really long time. But, you know, the YMCA is just group in fitness classes. They don't have the barbell training. I, and I'm telling you, any gyms that were listening in, that would be your cutting edge. I'm telling you, you would become a top gym real quick if you had a daycare right there, or just like a play area where she could watch her kids safely. Like I don't bring yeah. my toddler because he'd be grabbing everything and just probably being annoying. Like he trains in my gym at home, <laughs> but like in public. So it's like, if there was a safe space for sure. Anyways, go on. Um, so that of course, drastically, I, a uh, couple of years in qualified for my first nationals, um, went and, and I got my junk punched. Uh, I think I finished 20 if in a field yeah. of women, um, and decided, you know, I, I went back, won another local show, um, decided I was like, that's what I was going to focus on. So yeah. um, got a coach focused solely on strongman. And uh, of course, that's when the the additional hours came forth. You know, it was two hour training sessions and even more on the weekends and really starting to look at myself nutritionally. Um, you know, you can preach all you want, but tell you're right in the middle of it and realize that nutrition really is the the, the broader, uh, I mean, the, like 80% nutrition, 20% actual training. Like I, the, the nutrition makes such a difference. Oh, yeah. um, totally. And, and that's mm -hmm. when I started really making the momentum towards, towards that pro strong woman card. So towards mm -hmm. that pro card. Um, and it, it wasn't, you know, it, it became even early on, it became like you were talking about um, why we do this. It became an outlet, you know, all of the stress from the day, uh, all of the, the kids pissing you off, the oh totally baby yeah. daddy pissing you off, like all of that. It, oh yeah, it gives you it gives you some place to put that, right? So yeah. even early on, yeah, um, before the pro card came, and and now more so, any any stress that you have, like that's that's my safe place. That's yeah, uh, totally. That's my totally. outlet. Like, uh, it's funny. So it's not funny. It's not the word, but it's interesting to me how at the same rate when you have all these women who are joining CrossFit, right, moms with young kids, um. 
and strong women, just strength sports in general, right? Um, at the same rate of growth, you have women who are becoming, you know, severely addicted to, to drugs and alcohol, you know, drinking and driving. And that tells me that there's something wrong, right? That tells me that there's something that women are missing. And in terms of an outlet, right? Like women, I think I talked about this in another episode, so I won't go into too much, but basically like women, tradition, tribes and the way, you know, the way that women had a community, you know, in our ancestors time was very different, right? Like you could just knock on the door and somebody would come in and watch your kid and you just kind of pass kids around all day. And so right. it was equal distribution of work. You were never kind of like alone with a screaming baby for two hours. And, you know, humans can only take so much. And um, like I find when I don't train, I can't sleep. Doesn't matter what I eat, doesn't matter if I take sleeping pills. Like it just helps you meditate. It helps you work through all your issues. I have my best training sessions when I'm stressed. I solve problems a lot of times. I'll be doing work for my store or this podcast or whatever, or like recruiting athletes while I'm, you know, sitting in between a like, you know, SVD, whatever. Um, and like, I'm not the same mom when I'm like not able to train. I'm like, I'm super ragey. Um, I have more chronic pain. Um, I'm actually more tired, need more naps during the day. So Absolutely. it's like all these things. So when people are like, are you tired? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to drink pre-workout and convince myself to work out on the couch at night during nights, go down and lift some heavy weights. Like that's not something that, you know, it's mind over matter, but you feel the difference, right? So it's like, Absolutely. Um, and then all of a sudden you, you get really good at finding pockets of time. And I think of it as my reward at the end of the day, where I'm like, well, if I clean the house and I'm taking care of the kids, everyone's, you know, been, they've been read to bed. You know what I mean? Like they've gone their cuddle time. They've gone their craft time. The, the house is clean. The backyard, everything's clean. And I'm like, you know what, then this is for me. And that's, that's so important because I feel like women are doing way more than in some ways than our ancestors did, because you've got your job, you've got your kids, you've got all of this on top of this, on top of this. And I just think, you know, that's the bare minimum you can do for yourself. Right. Sure. I mean, there, there certainly are days uh, more so now, you know, that I've got different goals that I'm, I'm training for and have, have come and gotten the opportunities that I have, but you know, there are days that you're dropping the kid off at practice. You're going to the gym while practice is going on. You're going back to pick the kid up you're going back to finish training sometimes or, you know, you're getting part in after work and then you're doing family time. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, during the, especially during the school year, you know, once the kids are in bed, you're going back yeah. to the gym and getting that, that workout done. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to be, that's not something you're going to do if you don't enjoy what you do. Like yeah. if, if, yeah. if it's just going through the motions and you're, you know, you're not invested, that you're not looking forward to it, that it's not what you want to do and what you love it's going to be really hard to work those times into your schedule. Yeah. Like we're all busy, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Um, so but I, I, think, that... I think it's, Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I want to hear what you say. <laughs> I, I just think it, whether it be, you know, fitness of some kind or whatever your, yeah. your hobby might be, it's important to have that you time. It's important to have that outlet. It's important to have that. Like you, you mentioned meditation, like that's, that's yeah. time to regroup, to, focus yep. to get that energy out and, and do something for yourself to make you that better mom, to make you yep. a better employee, to make yep. you a better, better you. I can honestly say that the more stress you end up overcoming, right. The more efficient you become over time with your time, because your, your body, your mind is like a machine, right? What do you put into what you train into the systems? It just becomes more effective. And I'm capable of way more mentally, physically than I was and like, you know, 10 years ago, I may not have the same body, right? But like, for me, my motivation isn't to look a certain way, because if that, that, doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I struggle with eating disorders, body dysmorphia. That's not, that's not me good too. for me. Yeah. But, me but for, yeah, but for me being in the gym, like, I feel, I feel better. And that's what I, I focus on. Even when I'm lifting, like a lot of times I don't focus on uh, the weight I'm adding to the bar. I don't count until I'm done. And then I record it. Um, and I just really focus on meditating and how I feel about it. And um, like what you're saying about like enjoying being passionate about it's so huge because a lot of women when I talk to them because a lot of strong women are women who want to become strong um, who want to come to my class or train with me or even friends 
they focus on like the Instagram image or the end result for their body. Will I, will I lose 30 pounds? How much stronger will I get? Will I get as strong as these girls? I'm like, see, that's the thing is like, if someone was to troll me and compare me, I'd be like, I don't care because I know what I had to fight through to the day to get to that, to get to the gym. And even if you don't lift, you know, even if you don't do 12 of the different workouts that you plan and only eight, you still worked out, right? You still were in the gym. You were still mentally, physically, emotionally present. You gave it your all, you did your best and you were there. And it's, it's like, it's those slow progressive steps, like I said, that you add on. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, like, how am I here? Right? Like for me to be able to do podcasts, I had to learn how to make a website. To learn how to make a website, I had to play with apps on my phone, or like, it's progressive things. <clears throat> and so that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's like, you do one good thing, and you add another good thing. And all of a sudden you start having more self-respect for your time. Like, you know, two, three years ago, I would miss a workout for some bullshit. Now I don't, right? It's like, that has and- to be a priority. And that's not to say that there are not times that I want to sit on the couch and do sit on the couch. Uh, I mean, that that certainly, I am not every day motivated. I mean, there certainly are times that I have to push through it. And there certainly are times that that wants to sit on the couch and watch a movie wins. Uh, And the key to that is not to not to beat yourself up about it. And I'm pretty bad about that too. But, um, but I think, I think it's hard to look at what is portrayed on social media. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly guilty of it at times when you're seeing, you know, somebody that is making progress that you aren't or looks a certain way that you maybe at one time aspired to, to look that way. It's, it's super hard not to get, I mean, I have actually unfollowed accounts and not looked at accounts just because I found myself falling into that trap. I don't have to look at it. Yeah, yeah, totally. If if it's going to make me feel bad about myself or my accomplishments, unfollow it. Don't look at it. You don't need that in your life. Totally. I get sometimes people direct message me, like it's sometimes trolls and I was a spam, but um, like recruitment for things. And I'm like, um, I know about nutrition and fitness, but like what you said, actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because I don't think there's any shame. That. I don't think that's a weakness. Like um, I used to want to be a bodybuilder. I was really into that. But for me, the damage it did to my health, I had to walk away from that and I will never go back to that. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to aspire to look or feel fit. But right. you know what I mean? But my point is, is like, whatever that that is for once I do the healthy right things for life, that's what I'm going to accept. Um, and do my best but accept that and so for me it's like if there's accounts that shame or make me feel like shit even if they're not trying to I just walk away right. from that because really it really is that you need to focus on yourself in the first place right if it's not inspiring you then it's not working oh well like let it go but it should never like you said never become a negative comparing um because that's toxic right so it's like whatever motivates you like for me watching funny videos and putting myself in a cheerful mood kind of because laughter gives you energy pumps you up that's what kind of helps me but I don't can I try not to watch like super political or serious or dramatic or upsetting things you know that right. I know they're me before I work out because that's not good and I really just like I turn off my phone and even as I'm stretching it's like just music and I try not to pick up the phone or whatever and I just I'm even more mindful too like when I'm scrolling in between sets like to not click on things and you know what I mean that can be kind of toxic like, like Facebook and stuff like that because you don't really have control over what pops up on your feed so um <laughs> right but uh like the the end goal like if I thought about like me doing this strongman post like post c-section right my baby's 10 months old when I first wanted to thought about doing this before I started the podcast I was like my I have it written down it's showed right now but I had it written down that I wasn't even lift weights till this time like start lifting weights never mind have a podcast and it's so crazy to me because like I was just like you know what I'm going to try it and there's times where I've had to stop and um like regroup and my body wasn't taking it I had to change things and adjust things a lot but I was like I'm not going to quit I'm going to keep lifting if I thought about it like oh well it's going to take me three years to get as strong as uh, I was post you know pre-baby then I would have done it um, my body's pretty close to actually to what it was when I was like training for nationals right before like I had, you know, my baby. So you never know what your body can or cannot do. And that's what I'm saying. Those things are stupid. Weighing yourself for me, like it's, 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 it's like a lot anomalies that actually 
you know, kind of are like a figment of the imagination, right? Because like your body weight on scale doesn't determine health. So I thought like those things just get in the way. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, right? Like even when you're listening to music on your, you know, on your phone when you're working out, just like scroll past something that doesn't make you feel good. Like you don't have to right. force, like it's like your body responds to negative energies. If I'm around people that are toxic, I get nauseous and I feel sick and I carry that anxiety and stress. So it's like block out anything that's not helping you get to where you need to go. It's as simple as that. Try to stay in positive vibes. And if you're, if you're having a bad day, cry. Like you said, take a day, whatever. It's all good. Don't beat yourself up, but never let anything um, stop you or own you. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. if you turn down, you're like, okay, well, it's going to, it's going to get done. Right. There's a will, there's a way it's going to get done. Just do something. Just do it. You know? Yes. Nike, you. explain your expression. Just do it. <laughs> you gave them credit. It counts. Yeah. It's free advertising. I'm going to send you an invoice. You better send me a check in the mail, Nike, because I'm reaching all of your demographic. And you aren't reaching that you should. <laughs> so anyways, you obviously have an incredibly um, strong upper body, obviously, because of your records, you're really good at the push and pull. And I always think of that song, you know, like salt and pepper, like push it, push it real good. You know what I mean? Do, 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 do. Oh, I know the song. Yes. Uh-huh. Aging myself. So <laughs> yeah. So like you're a heavyweight, which you don't look like it. That's why like I said, none of these things, you know, mean anything because our body cares. And I'm like, I'm a heavyweight too. Yeah. You should say like I'm a heavyweight and I'm like flex. Like you're gone. Like it's walking tomorrow. I'm a heavyweight. <laughs> God, you're giving me bicep shame. Stop it. <laughs> um so tell us about your training um program and what exercise you use when you're when you were training um to attempt the axle bar record. Like when you're you know getting close to that time. What were some of the be specific? What were some of the workouts you did, girl? We can copy um, you. So obviously, you know, there's a lot of uh clean and press work. There's uh, that's, that's kind of a staple when you're talking about a, a clean and a press. Um, I really like strict press work. Um, it's been programmed a lot for me by coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. I like okay. floor presses. Okay. Um, really like yep. floor presses. Yes. No one does them and they're really highly underrated because that's yeah, you're like, I think that actually is one of the biggest workouts that stop people from getting to a pro level or just even getting past PRs and just getting stuck is those little muscles, honest to God. You know what I mean? Yes. Like train like a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? Yep. If you're Lots not the tricep work, yeah, I think accessory work is super important. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, don't, like you said, don't neglect the little, the little accessory muscles. Yep. Um, but that, I mean, that really is, is just a lot of variations of pressing. I mean, I did yep. push jerks and push presses and strict press and floor press and did some incline bench. Um, and then it's mm-hmm. just different, mm-hmm. different types of, uh, tricep accessories. I, I honestly do very little bicep step work I never really been much that's been programmed for me it's more you know rear delt work um Mm. and and those types of things and it has seemed to do fairly well for me um I would say that like you know machines sometimes are really highly underrated because you can really really control and focus on those specific muscles and movements you know what I mean? If you're not, you don't have the best form of barbells. Like, I don't think there's any shame in going, you know, a little old school and just sitting down and just, you know, I would agree train. with you. Um, so yeah. I actually train, I actually train out of a CrossFit gym. So I don't do machine work just because I don't have access to it. Um, yeah. I've mm-hmm. thought about doing, you know, uh, like a commercial gym membership so I can go in a couple times a week and, mm-hmm. and do some of that accessory work. But uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think there's any shame in utilizing those machines. I think they are great for, for accessory work. Well, I've seen a lot of bodybuilders who come up and try strongman competition once just because they want to try it. They have no desire to be a pro strongman right. or stay in the sport. They just want to 
just another thing on the bucket list. And I'm always really amazed at their form and their control. And they have that control because all they ever do is work little muscles for physique, right? Um, sure. And so their form is really fucking good. And I'm like, man, if you actually applied yourself, I think you'd whoop some, you know, some major ass because, you, you know, your cardio is there. These other things are there. And I think that's why, you know, and that goes kind of rolls in across the uh, CrossFit, right? And, and adding those key elements. You know, we all know the pros and cons of CrossFit, but I'm curious if you like, obviously with CrossFit, there's a lot of just focusing on specific movements, right? So, you know, before you're doing a snatch, before you're, you're doing over press, you're just focusing on getting this, the first part of that, that movement really, really strong mm-hmm. and really solid and clean, good form before you do next step. Do you know what I mean? And so in terms of progressive, like overload and training and that kind of thing, when you start with CrossFit, can you talk more about that in terms of just upper body and the press is like, what did you focus on? And now do you still, obviously from having a CrossFit background, do you ever just focus on, you know, isolating those movements with the barbell, right? Absolutely. Um, there were a lot of things, there still are a lot of things um, technically that I try to hone in on. Uh, I have a very good friend who, um, he competes strongman with me, but he's more on the CrossFit side. He does more CrossFit competitions. He's a level two uh, CrossFit coach. And I will still to this day, send him videos and things and be like, Hey, I'm, you know, this is happening, or I feel like this is happening. Hey, can you give me any tips on this? And he has given me great drills for, you know, uh, getting my dip more upright and my elbows stay more up and my knees pushed yeah. out and like li- just the little details that can make a huge difference. Um, and I, there are still, you know, there are drills that I will do with an empty barbell against a wall to make sure that I'm creating that muscle memory and getting that feeling of mm-hmm. proper dip before I press. Um, mm-hmm. and I, no matter what your sport is, uh, that's, you know, that's one thing I love about CrossFit, mm-hmm. um, is that it is, you're able to, um, scale all of those movements. Now, just like with anything yeah. else, you got to check your ego at the door. Yeah. If you got to do some banded pull-ups or some banded push-ups to get your proper form and make sure that, you know, you get some assistance there. If you've got to, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to start with an empty barbell. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to start with a, a, you know, a 15 pound dumbbell. It's all about, Mm-hmm. building that strength and building that form. And, and we all, we all started somewhere. I started mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of it is, you know, checking your ego and really focusing on what you're wanting to build and mm-hmm. uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like what you're saying with like the, just like the assistant movements and not having a lot of weight on it. Like I cannot over, or sorry, like just overstate. Yeah. Like how important it is to do pauses like deadlifts and holds and pauses and work on your grip strength and, and really slow down that movement as slow as you can. If you can do it extremely slow with a ton of reps, let me tell you, your form is going to like improve like tenfold, right? Because it's easy just to like jerk up. Like I never got taught properly. Like I had to do log press when I first started doing it. I would literally pick it up and use my hips and just well, bam in there. I never, ever used like, I didn't even use my arms. So it was basically like over my head, right? It was just, it was just like, you know, forearms just, you know what I mean? And so that was bad. And that, that like, that's how I pulled my shoulder when I was training for the competition. Cause like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So it is very important. So like, for me, I was like, what can I do differently the second time I go at this? Right. I'm going pro now that I know what I know, now that I've made mistakes, I was like, it's like a clean slate, right. I can try again with all this knowledge. So it's like, I'm going to focus on nothing but like, you know, bodybuilding, 
the Pilates stuff, the dance stuff, I know that's going to help me, you know, have a proper like hip and back and knee and leg health and just like proper composition, right? In terms of strength, like everything's balanced. Um, and then focusing on, focusing on those auxiliary lifts and, and not just, just a five, three, one, right? Like it should yeah. be much deeper than that because the strong man is not powerlifting. Your, your movements aren't always the same. You really need to make sure all of those little things are taken care of, right? So you don't get injured. So that, that was my whole take, but I think that upper body is something that women always struggle with. And I don't think it's a matter of like doing enough reps or training enough. I think a lot of it boils down to, like I said, it's fine tuning it to like pauses and focusing on, you know, certain parts of that lift. You know what I mean? I think, I think consistency is definitely key. Um, you know, overhead press did not, I, I was not always statically strong overhead. It used to be my least favorite thing to train. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, but at some point as you're competing, you know, there's, there's always these, my, my favorite thing about strongman is the variety, but you know, that in those competitions, you're always going to have some kind of overhead. You may not know what it is. I mean, that's going to change from show to show, but there's always going to be some kind of overhead component. Um, so it was important to me to get better at that. So mm -hmm. the consistency of that, you know, whether you're making sure you do it a day a week or two days a week, um, just making sure that you're taking the time, uh, mm -hmm. again, ego goes out the door because chances are at least for a while, that's going to be the weaker of your lifts. Yeah. But the only way to get that better is to put in the work. Yep. Um, one thing that's always saved me in terms of training throughout the years on and off is never go three days without training, right? Two days. Okay. But on your third day, you better do something because otherwise that's when you start being inconsistent and falling out of it. And then you're like, well, how many days out of an entire 30 days that I actually train? And people are saying, if you, if your body, if you did lay day and you can't walk, like I said, you can sit. And then focus on things like you're talking about, right? Presses from right. the from the rack, you know, on the floor, right? There's nothing. So there's never I can't train anything, right? Active recovery. There's always something that you could be doing, and um, I think that's that's what um, saves your muscles, right? Not just from atrophy, but just in terms of like keeping them like uh, limber, right? So that you're not sure. at a state of possible injury if, when you go back in the gym because people will miss and they're like they go hard in the gym and then they plateau, especially new lifters, right? And they plateau or they get hurt or whatever, and it's like this right so they're consistent maybe but it's just this these extreme highs and extreme lows right so sometimes right. And, it's, and it's the whole package I mean I I have learned right. the hard way to make sure that you know working on your mobility is part of that making sure you get a proper warm-up is is all part of that um mm -hmm. so no it's it's not going in and and always hitting heavy reps it's not uh and, and I you know luckily I I've had coaches that uh I've been able to talk to and tell me when I need to when I should rest and been able to listen to my body or learn to listen to my body when it needs rest. Um, and there, there's nothing wrong with that, but if you do, I mean, it, it, there's no harm in, if you know, you're not feeling well, just go in and, you know, ride the bike for half an hour, 45 minutes, do uh, some kind of yoga session or some kind of stretching session or do some band work, um, you know, for, for half an hour, make sure that you're primed and ready to go for the next day's training. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And those things are extremely necessary. Um, I'm, I'm still to this day, you know, the more muscle you get, it seems like the less mobile you are. So I, I have oh, terrible not shoulder joke. and upper body mobility. That's not a joke. Like I told people, like I used to yeah. be a pro competitive, like ballroom dancer. And like, I taught ballet, I taught gymnastics, acro yoga. And I can tell you for a fact that there's, I learned early on is like, I had to give up partner dancing because there's no way I could be good at both. Like at first I was like, okay, I'll just do the lead. I'll just do the do and I'll lift the girls. Cause there's not as much flexibility involved. But you can't, you can't even hit the speed. Like you, there's, you, cause muscle's heavy, right? The, it, whether it's fat or muscle, your, your weight. And when you're dancing, it's just dead weight. And so it just got in the way. And I was like, yeah, so 
my dance tutorials is one thing, but dancing with another human, like I, I saw an immediate difference. So yeah, you can't have both. And that's why, like I said, the way I look at it is you may not be able to do full split. I, I could still until I have this left leg, which I can obviously stretch back into, but um, you should never, ever not stretch. Cause then you're, then you're fucked. Super important. Yeah, yeah. Like Super I'm like, important. I'm not expecting you to do drop split here, but like you still need to be able to do your hip and knee stretches and mobility. That's so important. Like I do chain squats at the end of my workout and I literally just hold on to that, that um, onto my rack and I just get like ass the ground and I pause and I sit there. You know what I mean? And I just keep adding more weight and I try to, as the weight increases, I actually try to sit lower and longer and really just, you know what I mean? So I can't, you know, can't get up anymore. Um, and, and that's, that helps with the flexibility, right? Cause I'm not just jerking it, right. I'm just slowly, and it's PNF, right? Like PNF yeah. stretches. And that's a part of obviously CrossFit, right. Is that gymnastics elements, that PNF elements. And I think that's, I think that's what, I think that's the strength that CrossFit athletes have that maybe some strong, you know, strong women, men athletes don't have. That's my opinion, but I think it's something yeah. that they could add. For sure. I would, I would hundred percent agree. Um, I, I think, you know, you see a lot of, of men and, and women both that, uh, you know, struggle to get a, a bar down to their clavicle. And it's mm -hmm. just that mobility and the, the amount of muscle that they're fighting to get into those positions. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's super important. Yeah. So because of your background in CrossFit and then obviously becoming a pro strong woman, is there anything that you would take from CrossFit, obviously that you would recommend athletes add to their training program or, you know, anything about the lifestyle or just in general? Um, I think, you know, I, I, I don't do it very often. I will jump in on a wad every now and again. I, I think it's a great, I think it's great fitness. Um, I think that it gets a bad rap sometimes as a strong man, you know, people see strong man sometimes is uh, like stereotypical Neanderthals, right? If you've got a, a bunch of muscle, you've got to be have the IQ of a pencil eraser. Um, yeah. same thing, same thing with CrossFit. You know, I, I think people see what is portrayed on social media a lot and what is portrayed on TV and, and that's not necessarily, you know, what it is the, the athletes you see on TV are elite level athletes. Um, you go into a, a CrossFit gym and it's not necessarily the same. Like I talk about scaling things, but I, I think it's, I think it's a great balance. Um, I think it's a great balance of, of cardio and strength. And, uh, you know, it's, it's basically a, a hit style workout, if you will, um, interval training, things of, of that nature. So I think whatever route, you know, whatever makes you happy, whatever fits your goals. Um, yeah. there were a couple of open workouts. I did this last year. They kicked my ass. Uh, I don't ever want to do them again, but you know, whatever gets you in the gym and motivates you to go. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think it's great. I think interval training, you know, it's no different than me running a farmer's medley, farmer's sandbag medley, or a, a yoke keg medley, or, you know, that's all different, different stimulus. It's all intervals. It's all, it's, you know, it doesn't always, it's not just picking up yeah. a deadlift bar or putting something heavy overhead. Um, you know, it's, it's still, you still have to have amount of cardio in your training to, to do strongman. Yeah. You're always going to run a medley. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, it, it, at the bare uh, bare roots, it's all kind of the same thing. Um, it's just different movements involved. It's all, all you gotta be, you wanna be fit. You want to be strong. You wanna be healthy. Um, it's all kind of one in the same, whether you choose CrossFit or strongman or powerlifting or Zumba or, you know, whatever, whatever the case might be. Yeah, for sure. Training, training until you master technique, just keep training, keep trying. Um, I'm going to be one sec. I just have to check on my mom because she's watching uh, my baby and my teller upstairs. I just one yeah. second because she's going back. I don't know if she's okay. No I'll do one second, one moment. Don't go anywhere. We're almost done. We're halfway through the question. Okay. Right here. <laughs> one second.
Wow. Your face is so serious. So I have to get up like so unattractively because my calf, like I can't flex it. So I'm just like, ah, ooh, it's hard to get up onto this couch. It's so low. It's like my basement couch. And uh, it's, uh, anyways, it's been dismantled from my child so many times that I put like a piece of plywood underneath the mattress because he broke with the springs. Anyway, so like, it's like the most ghetto broken couch. Yeah, but he loved it. So I kept it. But anyways, it's like really hard to get off of. So I was like, ooh, ah. She's like, I'm okay. I'm just getting ready for bed. I'm like, you pace the same square feet 20 times on the whole floor. I'm like, creak, creak. I'm like, are you, are you having a stroke? Like, but she's like, no, I'm getting ready for bed. I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what's going on up there. Anyway, I was, I was trying to, like, if I made faces, if you guys are talking with to you, I was like, what is, like, and I'm like trying to just like stay in the podcast phase, but I'm like, what's going on? Anyways, I have to do a commercial break. So I have to little, do a little recording and then we'll jump back in. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, if you're still listening, my sexy pandas, uh, my powerful badass pandas, this lovely episode is brought to you by one of our amazing sponsors, Resolute Strengthwear. They're incredible. They make custom lifting belts. They're so freaking nice. I'm telling you, you can get them in glitter, any color, your Instagram name on them, your logo, your business logo. So it's insane in the membrane. You can't get there anywhere else. I also have, um, you know, life insurance for strength athletes, which is really important because most of us are BMI, says we're morbidly obese and the nurses and doctors out there who don't train and don't work out are like oh my god we cannot give you insurance but I don't smoke I don't drink bro they're like oh my god you're BMI so anyways they will hook you up they got you boo boo okay they also have these amazing locally made from Canada logs and axles so check out their website resolutestrengthwear.com log on and make your order today so we are back with the amazing Corey Butler, and she's, you know, telling us about her experience of being a fabulous boss-ass bitch, um, and how you can become strong like her one day. You probably are as strong as her on the inside. You just don't know it. Women never know. We're underestimated. You know, we do not understand how great we are. We have to, we have to go there. Go and find your greatness, people, because it's already in you. Go, re- go, uh, yeah, go and the, the world. Yes, go and I find like your greatness. I love that. I'm going to add that to a shirt. Go and find your you greatness. You should. Everyone is great though. This is the thing, another thing is people, we talk about back to the social media comparison is everyone thinks I'm just like penning it, but it's true though. Everybody always thinks that there's only a few great people, you know, it's like 10%, 20%. It's not true. It's just like, for me, diet only does so much. If for me, it's 80% gym. If I don't train in the gym, I, I'll look the same. I will. Uh, nothing will change. I may be like a little skinnier, a little jigglier, but nothing sure. will change. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like everyone has greatness in them. They have to go and test it. Go and test it. Go try, go fail. You will find out how amazing you are and what you're made out of, and you'll find out what you love. You ain't going to find it if you sit on couch. That's for dang sure. And no one's going to bring it to you. You got to find it yourself. So what, what did we say earlier? Go and find your greatness. I might add that hashtag to my, to my bundle. <laughs> do it. Do it. That, and that's uh, this bad message is brought to you <laughs> by Pandas Strong Apparel. I'm going to make a shirt. You guys are look for it on the store. It's going to be there. I'm telling you. And uh, I will put that. Yeah, Corey will have the first one. We'll use code Corey and you can get a good deal on the shirt, I promise you. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, what were some habits that you kind of integrate into your life to balance summer training fun with your kids, obviously? You know, in the summer, kids aren't in school, so the, the challenge is on, right? Then you're in heat all day, which is tiring. So how did you make that work? Um, I would say that, well, my daughter's a little older, so she doesn't get forced to go as much. Um, she will work out every now and again and um, now that she she graduated high school in may so she's not super gung-ho about hanging out with mom much anymore um my son he he will uh more than her come in and do some workouts get some things actually 
if you can see this guy. So it's beautiful. Frank at Texas Concepts sent my little guy his own custom circus dumbbell. Aww. Yeah, it's adorable. Um, so he will, he, he does enjoy it. Um, obviously not, you know, working out four or five days a week, like, like mom is, but he does enjoy it. He's very active. He's into his sports and things. So, uh, he also likes to, um, usually I'm training it off, off times because of my eight to five. So he'll bring his, uh, hockey roller blades, set up nets and skate around or bring his glove. And we have like a net that we can set up that he can hit into. Um, so that those, those types of things help. But when they were younger, you know, I'd put them on the sled and let them ride the sled. Uh, I think they've, they've sat on the yoke a couple times and we've run yoke or they'll sit in the back of a truck while you're doing truck pulls. Um, they just think that that's the, the neatest thing in the world, but there's certainly a lot of, um, a lot of promises of do this now and we'll go to a movie when we're done or do this now and we'll go get ice oh, yeah. cream or, yeah, yeah. um, yep. you, you take, you take a lot of breaks and, you know, sit with yeah. them for, for five minutes and talk about this, that, or the other thing, or, you know, you're playing a card game in between sets. Like the, you just, you got to get creative They're Um, yeah. Yeah. at the, at the younger age, they're, they're pretty willing to entertain themselves. Not to say that there hasn't been more than a, a handful of times that I've, you know, sat them in front of Disney or SpongeBob or, or this, that, and the oh, other thing and had them watch a show while, while I was getting training in. Um, but I mean, you make do family time. You know, we always, my son is still uh, loves me enough to ask for five to 10 minutes of snuggle time before I take him into bed. Um, so that's kind of our time. You, you find your rhythm, you find the moments oh, yeah. that are important, important to them and important to you. And yeah. you just try to balance it as best you can. Um, yeah. you, you can't feel guilty. That's I've, you know, I've, I've fallen into that trap of mom guilt before where you leave them for a competition or they don't want to go to the gym and you make them go anyway. And they're resilient. They're, you know, they're watching you set that example of doing work and, and building that foundation and knowing that their, their health is important or your health is important to you. Their health is important to you. Um, and they watch, you know, they're little sponges. Um, mm -hmm. They watch what you do, even when you think they're not watching what you do. A lot of good points you brought up there. I'm just going to interrupt your mom so I can remember them all, but there's a Have lot of really good, really good patch things you said there. So you know, one of them you're talking about, like, you know, the, once again, pox of time, like getting the kids to work into it. It's like my son, like he likes lifting. I, you know, I'm making some customized like myself because I can't get it here and ordering and getting here would be just crazy. So I'm making him his own log, you know, out of a log. Right. Um, and all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna make him like little Atlas stones, right. So just use like basketballs and stuff like that for the shape. Um, because, you know, like that gives him an interest in, I'm not trying to make him elite level athlete at four years old. It's funny because, you know, you get a lot of criticizing comments. Like I posted on this group to like get some ideas of diameters right because like so to save me some time and people are like oh you're gonna hurt your kids and I'm like okay no like I'm not leaving them unsupervised with an atlas stone and I actually locked my weight so that when I like I put my all my stuff away actually it's motivation for me to keep my gym clean because I have everything super organized and locked up so that he can't all of a sudden hurt himself right. when I'm putting the baby to bed because he's gone to the basement to work out without me knowing right so I thought of all those things thank you very much but um like if I want to practice um, like truck pull with my sled, he can sit on it. And I've done that and I've pulled him around yeah. and he loves that. You know what I mean? He loves flipping tires. So it's like, you know, there's, it's like, yeah, you won't always have like all your workouts done if they're working around with you. But once again, you're still working out, right? You're still, I used to, when he was younger, I used to do my 
like yoga stretches and my resistance band workouts in the living room and he'd pummel me and sometimes I couldn't finish or like yeah. somebody hurt me or sometimes he'd work out with me or sometimes he would just watch tv and whatever like you said and I, I want to go back to the point you said if you do a bit of this you get that and I think that's very important for this generation of kids to learn that because they have way too much accessibility to everything easily without working for it and when I was a kid you didn't do your chores, you got spanked. I'm not telling spanked kids, I'm just saying that you had to do your chores before you got, you know, this or that. And so I think it's very important for them to learn to not be selfish, to learn that there's other people, you know, um, that have needs and that in order for them to get the things they want, they have to work for it. So with my kids, they're very structured day. I maybe stay at home mom because we don't have structure. We, I run up just like a daycare. I have all the right. things a daycare would have. And I'm like, you know what? You want to go play outside and you clean up your toys. Cause I'm not cleaning them five times a day and I'm not coming in to, I got them off. So, you know, and he knows if you want me to spend time with you, then I got them off. I got to be able to clean. If you want more time with me, if you clean up after yourself, I don't have to spend as much time cleaning. You have more time with me. So, you know, I have lots of conversations with them. I talk to him about that and kind of, you know, lead him to the right direction. I'm like, if you're a good boy, you get play though. You get a movie. And then, you know, some nights I, most of the time I read him sleep in bed. Sometimes he watches the movie and then I come here and I do a podcast. Right. So it is what it is. And sometimes right. he doesn't go and I've met, I've met Holly's knees. I'm like, I'm going out to the garage and I've recorded podcast episodes in the garage. Cause I'm like, you're good. You go to bed. I come back in, he's sleeping on the couch, popcorn bag beside him. He's fine. You know what I mean? Like you said, like, you know, resilience is really important. And like my family did not take care of their health. And I was going to sound like a dick when I'm saying this, but I don't want to be anything like them in that sense. And that's been a big motivator for me, right? Like, I don't want to have diabetes. I don't want to have cancer. Um, so I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. And it's not me hating on anyone else or judging anyone else. It's because I don't want my kids to be exposed to things. I don't want to fall. You know, there's certain things. I think there's there's healthy struggle. There's healthy um, challenges to put in front of your kids. And then there's like just being a, a role model, right? You're the, you're the first and the primary role model for how they're going to have relationships with people at work. Um, if they're going to become an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Like how they're going to school. Like you have a huge influence on all of that. And so for me, yeah. then my son has seen me take courses online you know, well, he's falling asleep on the couch. He's seen me study. He's, you know what I mean? He's seen me work. He's come down when I've been like teaching something online. So, you know what I mean? Like he's seen that example, but it doesn't mean yeah. I neglect him as a mom. Do you know what I mean? So he's seen what right. a healthy female role model works. Sometimes like I'm mad. I'm not a perfect mom, right? Sometimes I mess up, you know, yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I forgot to get you from the store, whatever. But you know what I mean? Like it's a balance. Like you said, you're not going to always uh, cookie cutter, right? It's not going to be perfect, but it's, right. it's about, you know. And that's the same thing, you know, you your, your quality time doesn't necessarily have to look like everybody else's. Like mm -hmm. my, my time that I had them in the gym, that's, you know, we're working out together or I'm making them part of the workout or I'm taking breaks and, you know, helping them homework in between sets, whatever it is that, that might not look like, you know, your quality time or the, the stereotypical quality time, but that's our quality time. I mean, it's still quality time with my kids. Totally. Yeah. Quality time means different things to different people, but, um, there's no way you listening won't have a positive influence. And, it's so funny to me because like when I first started doing this stuff, like my first son was a lot younger and it was like, well, you can do that when he's older. I'm like, why do I have to wait till he's eight, 10 years old? Why do I have to wait till then? What? And also on a healthy thing, like, oh, your mom's expected that you're not going to eat. I'm like, I'm going to eat. Even if it's just protein bars or protein shakes, I'm eating. I'm not going to skip meals. I'm going to take my vitamins, and my supplements. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to wash and cut my, like what you're saying, self-care, right? Like, no, yeah. you know, and, um, it's just so funny going back to when I had my first son because I wasn't in this mindset, right? And um, yeah, like absolutely. reflecting back on pictures and times, like it's like I'm a different person. And uh, I can say that the only thing I regret is not taking care of myself because I wasn't as good of a mom as I am now. You know, I still need to prove, but you know what I mean? Like when you start taking yeah. care of yourself, you have more to give, right? So I agree. Anywho. So um, on that subject, like what were some habits, people, things in your life that you need to sacrifice or cut out to get where you are here? Like how did you set those boundaries? And um. You know, I don't, 
I don't know that I necessarily feel like I sacrificed anything. Um, I think you, there are some situations and, and not necessarily just in, in strongman, but there are some situations in life where uh, situations happen or life changes happen where you find out who people are that are really supportive of you and really enjoy spending time with you and who are people that are toxic influences in your life. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I certainly, you know, I have, I like to think that uh, I have some amazing people in my life. I have some, uh, you know, lifelong, very dear friends that have, have been in my life and been supportive of me from the beginning. Um, I have new strongman friends that I have met on the way that are amazing people. Um, and, and I certainly have had people in my life. Uh, you know, I, I was in a very, or a few very toxic relationships um, that didn't make me feel good about myself that uh, I look back on and, you know, you, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, how did I ever get into and put up with that situation? Uh, so mm -hmm. to, to, to credit what you had said about being a completely different person, um, you know, Strongman has really changed my life, uh, changed how I see myself, um, changed the type of person I am in relationships. Um, and, and I'm okay with having a, having a small group, having a small group of quality people who I know I can count on at any given time. Um, and I'm okay with that. Not everybody has to like me. Uh, not everybody needs to be my friend. I'm, I try to be a, a kind person to everybody. Um, I try at least those ones that I, I don't exactly see eye to eye with can be amicable with. Um, but I, I think, I think, I don't really see it as a sacrifice. I think uh, the people who are supposed to be in my life and meant to be in my life are still around. I think the people that were not supposed to be in my life that are not good people, life gave me ways to purge them, to, to see yeah. what those true colors were and to not have them in my life anymore. Um, yeah. I certainly dealt with the, at a much younger age, dealt with the eating disorders. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think I still have my days of body dysmorphia. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think it works good and bad. You know, I had somebody come up to me over the weekend and was like, and, and it's something I know that I had, um, is a member of a, one of the team of, of one of my sponsors and I hadn't met her in person. And she said to me, holy shit, girl, you're jacked. Like your upper body is huge. Uh, and I don't see myself that way. I don't, I don't look in the mirror and do a bicep flex and be like, holy crap, like those things are impressive. And, and but it works the other way too. You know, I'm, I am a mom. I've got a little bit of, baby belly still hanging out there. I've got some loose skin. I've got some stretch marks. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think it works both ways. And I, I think as a female, you know, I'm probably always going to struggle with that. I think it depends on, or it comes down to how I let that affect me. Like how long do I hang on to it? How long, how much, how much time do I really give it? Um, so yeah, I, I, does that answer your question? Yeah. I got no, no, no. Sorry, no, no, that was perfect. I mean, like I would say, and I could say this comfortably, that I probably have 40 pounds of loose skin from having um, two kids and then also weight fluctuations, not fat. Like, and, you know, I could have a tummy tuck and then boom, and it would make a difference in my life in terms of how I feel and like just the body mechanics of it, but not about like how I feel about my love for myself. But my point is, is like, uh, like the only time it bothers me was like, for example, when I fell at the beach yesterday and then that like a girl walked by who was really skinny and tiny and she definitely did not lift her. She wasn't really a gym rat. And she's like, I'm a healthcare aide, but I can't help you. 
um, pick you up because you need a chair, like basically assuming I'm just fat. And, um, you know, a lot of heavyweight athletes go through that, right? And it's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating when I get asked at the doctor's office, which who has known me for several years, asked me if I smoke and it's, it's just, it's just ignorance, right? Or like automatically assumes I'm diabetic. You know what I mean? If I'm at emergency and it's like, no, I'm not diabetic. I'm not having um, an insulin incidence. Like, you know, it's just, it's, so it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't care until someone says something like that, then it can kind of set me for a little bit. But, and those are like when I have kind of body dysmorphia moments and then you're like doubting yourself. You're like, am I really fit? I'm really healthy. And, and that's unfortunate um, that we live in a society that, you know, bases fitness on that. And um, which is just not true for genetics. And also like your body's going to be fit to, to depending on what you're training for, right? Like if I was a full-time dancer training as a dancer, I would be a lot skinnier. I would be, I'd be a lot lighter, but that's not what I'm doing right now. Right. And I'm okay with that. And that was actually, yeah. that actually made me deal with my body dysmorphia because when I started getting really strong, I started putting on a lot of weight with strong man. Like when I first started training, I trained as a bodybuilder. And then this time I started with the keto. Right. And then as soon as I started doing heavy lifts, I'm like, I need my carbs. And so I put on weight again and I was like, damn it. But it's like, it's, it's, it's made me have to face those deep parts of my mind that are a little shaky. You know what I mean? And yep. uh, shady, I would be saying the words, right? Like a little sketch and then being like, you know, I cannot let a little thing like that fuck up my whole week and throw me totally off course. Right. Like, yeah, it's, dumb. it's hard to do, like, especially when you, you know, you have the, I certainly, I certainly, ha I run into, and I've, I've mentioned this on, on podcasts before, you know, you get people that you get people that are, are in awe, so to speak. Like you get people that are super impressed by the work that you put in. And then you get other people who feel it's their, you know, mission in life to tell you that women aren't supposed to look like I look, that it's gross, that it's unnatural, that, you know, I've had people ask me if I intentionally look this way. I've had people stop me at the gas station and, and really, oh my God. Yeah. 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 I I've had, uh, you know, I, I told a story, uh, once upon a time that I had a couple in the grocery store that the, the girl complimented my hair color and then followed it up with, you could be pretty if you didn't have so many manly muscles. Oh my God. And her, look, uh, and her, the, the, the guy that she was with told me at the, at, within that conversation that, uh, that I should consider a new hobby because men like women with more feminine body, body, you know body types. People need to learn to shut the fuck up. Like I may have had a screwed up childhood. Anyone who knows me or knows my history is usually like, holy fuck, you came out normal out of that. But you know what? One thing I was, I would have been beaten by if I did that to anyone. I was raised not to say shit to people like that. I'm very right. nice and I make jokes and I make compliments. Sometimes I feel like when I compliment people, I sound like a really lame nerdy dude trying to compliment a bar, but I still would never like, who the hell are you? Like, once again, are you God? Like, where do you think you have any consent to just speak into people's lives like that? Like, there's nothing, can, and who the fuck are you to tell people how to live their lives? Like, that is some next level bullshit. But I feel like athletes who are super naturally thin or who are super, like, have your body type or my body type seem to be always the targets for this kind of crap. And so right. it's not personal. And it's obviously just, can you, it's like, how much volume of instance need to happen where people accept that maybe this is a, this is a type of people with these type of genetic dispositions and you need to fucking accept that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and you it, know what it's, I mean? I think it's, it's, not one I think it's natural. It's one. Right. Yeah. And I think it's natural too. Obviously the thoughts went through my mind. Like I yeah. could tell you that you're far too skinny. I need to do some squats. I could yeah. somehow take down the size of your man's junk. I'm sure he has a tiny penis, but <laughs> that's I kept those things in my head I don't fire back with those things right yes yes I, I feel I, you're just classy I simply you know it's back to being kind like I don't yeah yeah I I, I thank them for their unsolicited opinions uh and and I turn back around in the grocery aisle and 
it, it, but it, it does. I mean, it, if for just a few brief moments, it hurts feelings a little bit. Like you can't, I think it's just it's, it's it's, part of being human. Well, like, for example, when I take my canoe out, right? Like I have, it's actually a youth canoe, but like, uh, it's hard to canoe a large ass canoe by yourself just because it's so long, right? And so I have a 12 foot like canoe, but it's wide. So it's kind of like a kayak. And I want something that I would say for my toddler anyways, like people always stare at me at the beach because I'll like canoe by myself. And then I'm like running with my baby, like in the water on purpose or on land. And they're always like looking at my mom because my mom belly, like it bounces up and down more than my boobs, like when I'm running on the beach. And I, I used to let that shame and try to run slower, try to like suck it in and try to stuff. Now I just let that shit jiggle and I just run like freaking Baywatch, like in the wind, like a horse across the beach. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like my hair flowing. But, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's always amazing to me that people are always so surprised, but it's like also, then it gives me motivation and fire to go harder and more intense because I feel like I'm doing it for the other big girl who doesn't feel like she can. And also like when people say things, it's usually like really skinny, what would look like fit girls who aren't fit, but they just have that genetic disposition or like dad bods, like what you're saying. Um, and then I'm like, dude, like, I don't want to fuck you. So I really don't need your opinion. You know what I mean? Like, no, Tom, it's just, it's like, it's like mother nature, like a really gorgeous guy run by and he's tattooed and he's tan and he's just muscular. My hormones Im- immediately react. And then I'm like, I got to suck it in and I got to get the Baywatch stance. Then I got to run slow-mo. You know what I mean? Other than that, there's no reaction other than, um, excuse me, bitch. Like somebody saw my baby at the beach. So he's a 10 month old, but he's the size of a two and a half year old. He's tall. He's sick. He eats like a two year old kid. Like he's very healthy and um, not diabetic. And it's like dick old lady. It's just people stare at my kid because he's so beautiful. He's like an angel. He's all blonde. And they're like staring at him and they're like, oh, he's pretty big. How old is he? And I say 10 months. I'm like, oh my God. And they're like, well, is he diabetic? And I'm like, like I, like I, triggered yeah (laughs) that's your that's your mama bear that's the mama bear coming out I'm like yeah I'm like yeah I can understand how you feel that way did you have low access to food as a kid you know what I mean like I could burn people so harshly but you just say you know what he's well loved he's well loved he got the chub you know what I mean but it's it's just one of those things and it's like what I'm trying to say from this is that no matter how you look no matter your age no matter what there's always going to be somebody you say something don't let it fucking stop you like it's still going to may upset you like I don't think that ever goes away like you said but I'm not as fucked as it used to be. Like that used to wreck me for days. I'd be out of the gym for like four or five days. Yeah. I feel like shit. Um, well, I, I, try, to, I try to portray that to my hockey girls too. Like it, it's, if I could, if I could get out one message, if I could really hit home with one message, it would be to portray that, you know, uh, women can be strong. It doesn't matter yeah. if you've got big muscles, small muscle. I mean, whatever you want to yeah. accomplish, like just be proud of that. Like don't let somebody tear that away from you yeah. because yeah. they're a dick. Like, don't let people steal your not joy their their goals yeah right it's okay to be strong it's okay to be strong it's okay to be muscular it's you know I, i've got a bunch of female teenage hockey players you know they're they're at that prime age where hormones are raging and they want to be all goo goo gaga over the boys and they want the boys to pay attention to them and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. mean girls is a thing like girls are freaking mean to each other especially at that age so if I can yeah I mean if I can get one thing across to them it's it's being proud of of what you're building being proud of who you are being proud of what your goals are and and having having the the strength to stand up for yourself in those situations like yes who cares if Mr. GQ high school president doesn't think you're pretty promise you he will find someone who does um what's I gonna say I just thought it was something stupid and funny when you're, I was laughing at you, but I was like, I would like, this is real because I got bullied as a kid in high school. I would rather get punched in the face by a gorilla, King Kong, four times 
then like straight in the face, like one after the other. Like I'd rather break my jaw from getting punched in the face than having a 13 year old mean girl say something to me because they're fucking savage. And when I was a kid, my mom was like, just turn me in a cheek. No, that does not work. You know what? So if a guy, okay, if somebody says something to you, it's like mm, daddy issues, you know? My favorite thing is nonsensical comments. Like someone says something really rude and I'm just like, hmm, science, you know? When they're like, you're fat. I'm like, hmm, science, you know? They're like, you're muscular. I'm like, hmm, science. Uh, where's your kid? Are they in the forest? Like, you like, cause when you train, people always think you eat your kids. I'm like, hmm, science. Like it works for everything. You know what I mean? Like you have to get to that point of next level fucks and either use that rage and go immediately work out and put it in there or just laugh at it. Because honestly, the people who are saying or doing something in life will never be that person saying something to you. So anybody who's saying something to you is already beneath you by saying that. And you should just feel sorry for them. Well, you know what I mean? I try to try to come the kids don't be too. Mean back, but don't, right. you know, but it's still, you're like, that's my point. Cause it's, it's, it's a troll, you know, they're only attacking you or only coming at you because they're unhappy with some, something about themselves. Some aspect of their life is lacking. So they feel like they need to be mean to you. Cause that makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much so, easier lesson to tell people than to get them to actually buy into though. Yes. This disconnect and reconnect with you. So disconnect from the hate, reconnect with your positive vibrations, goals. Like it's so important to write down your goals. Look at them, look at your progress. And, and remind yourself of how fabulous you are. That's good. It's good to have recorded workouts or photos because you can look back and say, this is how far I've come. And that's all you should focus and meditate on, you know, uh, until that sound, that voice in your head. Because sometimes when something, somebody says something that triggers you and then it kind of just, like that irritating yeah. fly around your head keeps coming back. So every time that happens, don't try to ignore it. Don't give into it. Just refocus, you know? It's like, once right. again, reconnect with the awesomeness that you are, that you're becoming, and, and that power that is from you realizing that, right? Like power comes when you realize you're the shit and all you have to do is show up for it, right? So on the topic, because, you know, sports can be very political, especially nowadays. So um, navigating, you know, the politics and the progression that comes with becoming a pro-level athlete, right? As you go through the ranks and the the competitions and stuff like that, sometimes that can be difficult. So what are some pro tips you have for amateur athletes entering the sport? Um, You know, I've been been pretty lucky. I've been presented with some amazing opportunities. Uh, I've had good people, good people in my corner and supporting me. Um, but from an amateur standpoint, like mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like uh, just, just enjoy it. Have, have some fun, really dive into it and see if, if that's what you want to do. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. don't overanalyze it. Um, really, really enjoy the ride. Uh, mm-hmm. It's make some friends, you know, Strongman's a, a great group of people for the most part. Um, yeah. And I really can't, even at, even at the pro level, like I, I've been really lucky not to have to deal with a whole lot of douchebaggery. Like I, I really, uh, I, I have really gotten out of it what I, what I feel like I have put into it. Um, and and even more so, like I've, I've had some opportunities. I, I still, I still am getting, I, I was able to uh, release to the, the, the masses today that I, I'm gotten an invite to a World Ultimate Strongman show that is now going to take place in Dubai. So I'm going to get to compete, you know, internationally on uh, World Ultimate Strongman stage, first women's show that they've done with the likes of Donna Moore and Andrea Thompson and Annabelle Chapman and, uh, Jessica Fifth, I mean, just some of the women that I have looked up to in the sport that I have, I have taken cues from and watched videos about and 
I, mm-hmm. I get to compete on the same stage with those women. Like it's, it's hard to wrap your brain around. And yeah. uh, I think, I think if you surround yourself with those good people, um, you know, you really don't have to deal with much of the bullshit. I would say if possible, steer, steer clear from the bullshit. That's the thing. Don't even, that's the don't even like, don't even try to engage it. Don't even try to understand it. Don't even try to play aside. Just like you said, just stay out of it. Like for me, like even this podcast, like I try to be unbiased. The best thing about doing this podcast is because I haven't reached a pole level yet. Cause I'm still, you know, new into sports, baby number two. <laughs> um, I don't know any of that stuff, which is good, right? Like I know, I'm saying, I know who the athletes are that are the top. I know the competition. My point is I haven't gone involved. That's the best thing. Cause I'm just interviewing who I think is somebody who cares, who is, you know, a good human, who is working their ass off and is doing well in the sport, whether amateur pro and who, you know, has a voice that can help women. And those are the people I want to put on here. I don't care about anything else. You know what I mean? And I, and that's the greatest thing is like, I can't wait to compete and now meet, you know, compete alongside these women, right. That I've been interviewing yeah. or I'm going to interview, like, how cool is that? And, and, and that's the thing is for me is like, I never wanted to get into that and that part of it. And I've always tried to do that. Even with dance is like, yeah, this, there's this dance company and it's, like, I don't care. Cause I'm like, I love dance and I want to dance at different places and get experiences. I'm here to love and be loved. I'm not here to, and, and work and hustle and achieve and dream. Right. I'm not here to, you know. And I fully believe like I, I've got, I've achieved some wonderful things and I've got, you know, big things that I still want to achieve. But I think, I strongly believe at the end of the day, like people are for, first and foremost going to remember their interactions with you, how you treated them, how yeah. Yeah. they made you feel. They're going to remember a conversation that they had with you or a picture that they took with you or a hug that you gave them um, mm-hmm. or a meaningful conversation that you had with them yeah. over them watching you run up and down the comp floor. Like it, it's yeah, that yeah. portion of it totally. is, is, yeah. is more important to me. Like that, that mark that I leave more so than yeah. the titles and the records. I totally. want the titles and the records. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like those are goals yep. that I have for myself. Yep. Um, but I think the first part of that is, is more important. So think about that when you're at these amateur shows, when you're building these friendships, when you're, mm-hmm. you know, training, when you're signing up during warmups, this, that, and the other, like you don't, you don't have to deal with the politics. You don't have to, I mean, there's certain situations where yes, it's going to be in front of you, but for the most part, just steer clear of it, you know, focus on you, mm-hmm. focus on your relationships, have fun. Like that's have freaking totally. fun. Yeah. Like, honestly, like no regrets. Like for me, uh, me, women like you, like, it means so much to me, like so much to me because your influence um, and hearing your stories has just had such a positive impact on my life. Like even just getting through this lockdown, like I am so grateful for this podcast. I'm so grateful for all the athletes I've interviewed and are going to treat. Like it's just brought extra meaning to my life. And, you know, just being a part of the strongman community and being involved in sport, like honest to God, like, like best years of my life type thing, right? Like I, I want like, just like you, I want the titles or whatever, but like at the end of the day, the fact that I got to be around and meet so amazing, so many amazing women and moms, like I wouldn't trade for the world. That's what I'm saying. No matter how much I get hurt, no matter how many setbacks are, whatever happens, I'm like, I'm here, I'm here for the experience. I'm here for the people. And like, I just don't think that, um, there's another, like, there's other avenues to meet other amazing women, but it's like the experience of the strongman community is so unique. You know what I mean? Like in strength sports, women that, I don't know, like, I feel like everything else pales in comparison, right? Like, people are like, ah, go to the bar, hang out. I'm like, no, man, being at a competition around amazing, like the vibrations, right? Like the women and just their aura. And it's, I don't know, like, it's just, it's art, right? Like it's beauty in the making. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like nothing else gives you that same level of interest. So obviously it's been a journey for you. Um, what are some of the obstacles 
that you overcame when you were beginning the sport? How did you overcome them? Um, just kind of from that perspective as like a new athlete coming in who, you know, shit starts happening. Cause I see that a lot of times in Facebook groups, women posting things and being like, Oh God, this happened. When it, so yeah. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a lot in my younger years, a lot of self-doubt and that came from, uh, from a lot of things that, that happened in my years before strongman. I wasn't a very confident person. Um, I, I still, am not sure I'm the most confident person, but I've certainly improved, but I think, um, you know, for, for the bad days that you have, you're going to have the PRs, you're going to have the good days. Um, I, I would be lying if I told you that I didn't call my coach or call my boyfriend still to this day and be like, this 80% didn't go, this, you know, this, this shit was supposed to be easy. This feels like an RP of 25. Like I'm, why am I doing this? I am no good at this. I'm going to fail. Like this, this is terrible. I stuck. And, uh, still, you know, you, you have your temper tantrum, you go into the gym a day or two later and that, uh, and that's what you do. And, and it, it's yeah. going to feel better. It's going to feel better. You're going to hit the PRs. You're going to make the gains like progress is going to happen. Um, but you, it can't all be sunshine and rainbows all the time. Yeah. Like you're going to have the bad days. You're going to have the shitty sessions. Uh, the sooner that you can learn to accept that, um, the less stressful it's going to be. Like but if you figure out, if you figure that portion out, like how to let the bad yeah. days go, look me up on Instagram, send me a DM. Like I will appreciate you figuring that out for me because I still haven't yeah. quite figured it out. So <laughs> I'm telling you, I have a method that I'm telling you chicken is therapy, like chicken fingers and honey dill dip. Like that solves all of life's worst problems along with really big bathtubs and lots of fucking bubbles. Like your five-year-old like bubble parties by yourself. And um, like listening to the most ridiculous fucking music from your childhood and then just like twerking and dancing, shaking at ass by yourself or like cleaning with like headphones on and singing horribly out loud when no one's around. And like, I don't, grocery trips are very, like very relaxing for me. Like when I go to the grocery store, like I, I, I solve a lot of problems, I'm just saying. But anyways, that's how I feel with my madness is I have my tantrums, but then I also build things. I go into this man mode. I'm like, I'm fucking mad. I need to build something. I need to, I need to accomplish something. And building something is like an instant. You've, you've created something. You've accomplished something. So I find that helps. Like, I need to bring orders back to my life. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. cleaning, cooking, and like building something. I'm like, I feel a hole again. <laughs> and chicken. There you go. Chicken. And chicken. And, and Netflix. Before you go back, I'm telling people try the chicken method therapy. If I there was a psychiatrist, I would assign chicken as your fucking um, medicine and I would do it. I'd be like, you, you can have to heard it here first. You heard it here first. It's also going to be a shirt <laughs> coming up. So on the last note, um, <laughs> what are some tips you have? Uh, any advice, anything at all for any women who are entering the sport or who are in the sport, but are like, I don't know if I can be approached. Um, that's what I'm at. I'm just saying it's like, they just, it's a self-doubt thing. Like what are some advice? Yeah, anywho. Stop, stop stop with the the negative self-talk actually that's a direct quote, quote from my boyfriend stop with the negative self-talk um I if you would have told me in 2014 2015 that I would be where I am today I would have you were man is that shit crazy like I, I did not believe that I had the goal absolutely yes I would have told you you were crazy um you just got to keep working, like keep playing along, like no, it's, it's all about little setting little goals 
to get to the big goal. You know, I went through a phase where if I hit a PR on like, even if a little PR or even something smaller, commit to getting three days in the gym, you get three days in the gym for three weeks straight, you buy yourself a new pair of shoes or you buy yourself a new pair of. Yes, that does work. Actually. I forgot that one. hundred percent. Um, and, and, and I did have to do that very early on and it gets easier, you know, when you are, are meeting those goals and you get, you know, you get that pro card, like you, the further along you get yourself, the more you realize that those goals are attainable. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have bad days, that there aren't going to be days where you tell yourself you suck. Um, but you got to let them be those bad moments and not let them, you know, Titanic crash yeah. what you're setting out to do. I thought of so many songs when you were talking about crazy, like Britney Spears, crazy. I oh, God. And then I thought of um, that Noel Barkley is like, I remember when, I remember when. I, oh, I do like that song. <laughs> I do like that song. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Don't get the rage out. Um, and casseroles, you know, if you come for food, man, like I'm telling you, see, the thing is, I eat so healthy that if I was to have a casserole, I would not feel bad about it. And you know what I mean? Just have that casserole. You feel better. Love yourself. You know, there, you can, you can make a, a macro friendly casserole. I've done it. I can do it. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking though, you need to make like a Spotify playlist. I have I would Spotify totally listen playlist. To you should follow it. Oh my God. It's, there's two. There's Train Panda Strong. And there's train panda strong cardio, something like that. Just look up panda. Link strong. them to me. Okay. Oh, I will they will be. Oh, I'm so going to let. Link them. Link them. Link them. Where do you link them? And you guys could add songs to it, unless they're horrible. Then I will delete them. I'm just kidding. But, yes. anyways, it's good. It's good shit. And yes, please do it because I want other women to be vibing at the same time with me. Okay. I'm just saying. And other thing I really like to see women doing is like live workout sessions. And then, because now with technology, you can jump into each other's rooms and work out virtually in your own fucking home gym. So let's fucking do it, bitches. That should be a challenge. You post your workout listening to your playlist. Oh my God. And I have, oh, on that topic, you're amazing. I love you. Um, I have so much stuff to give you away, guys. I have lifting straps, like brand new in the package. I have like lifting straps. I have supplements. I have gear. Like it needs to leave my house and go to you. So complete this challenge. The Corey Butler challenge. (laughs) give it a name we're gonna come up with name the cab challenge i don't know wait axel press see Corey butler axel press the cab challenge there you go Boom. yep Question. done done brilliant it's happening brilliant together um and the thing about the gym appointment so for me i was like i want to be motivated and like i was like i need to work myself out of the cement weights and the metal weights and so i've been slowly upgrading and selling upgrading and selling my husband nuts because i'm always buying shit and selling shit um but i'm good Anyways, when I see my equipment, you know, when I've custom painted a pink or my bench, you know, it's got my logo on it and it's glittery and shit. Awesome. And then my pink shoes, like I appreciate the fuck out of that. Cause when I first started training for strongman, I had way less money. And so to see the progression, I'm like, I earned this. And every time I see it, like when I walk by my gym, I get instantly fucking happy. Cause I'm like, I earned that shit. You know what I mean? It's the little goals, the little goals. Yeah. yeah. Them. Buy, buy, buy you some stuff. Yes. So, um, guys go on our Facebook page. Um, and TikTok and Instagram, you will see the challenge, the cab challenge and um, everything else that you need to know about you know, connecting with Corey. Um, and then also don't forget to check out our Facebook group, Strong Women of Canada. Okay. If you're in Canada, that's where we have all the resources there from our experts that are on the group who are like the strongest women in Canada. They, you know, post in there, you can post in there and it's like all about workouts, like articles of workouts, local comps, anyways, all that good stuff. Um, 
And if you want to get hooked up with the gear and look amazing in the gym, I have amazing strongman themed, um, strong women themed gear, clothes, lifestyle stuff with our strongman store called Panda Strong Apparel. Check it out on our website. Look up the page store. Really easy. You'll find it there. If you want access to coupon codes, you can follow our elite athletes or ambassadors on Instagram. It's all up on our Facebook. So check it out. And uh, like if you're struggling to, you know, get into get into fit and get into being strong, we have fitness challenges that are up there all the time. Once again, from our guest speakers and we post them like bi-weekly, sometimes weekly. There's also on our Facebook group, Team Panda Strong, we have recipes there. The challenges that we're talking about are on there. So once again, like community in a variety of ways, whatever works for you. And um, if you want to become an ambassador and be, you know, become Panda Strong and be join a team of amazing athletes, you can apply online to be one of our ambassadors. So check that out. Um, if there's a favorite lifter that you have on the show, tag us uh, on one of their posts so we can see it. And we'll